Hello and welcome to another episode of the Culture Hour. My name is Shelley Smith, your hostess and founder and CEO of Premier Report, where everything is workplace culture related. So today continues our uh, feature of the different executives, owners, CEOs that are have piped in on my Forbes article and talking about workplace culture, leaning in, training and development, especially during a crisis. And so today it is a pleasure um, that I get to introduce you to um, now just your name, because I'm so paranoid about saying names like uh, uh, Florian Klaus. Is that correct or not? You can that's correct correct. me. You can correct me. That's that's perfect, Shetty. Florian. Florian All right. All right. Um, Florian actually is specifically now, he's actually the head of the international business development for press relations. And I'm going to let him actually unpack what press relations you can probably imagine what they do, but to unpack that a little bit. And so he was actually with them, left, came back, and now again is head of international business development. Um, you weighed in on the article, and we're going to get to that in a minute, but why don't you first tell us a little bit more about press relations, and then also a little bit more about yourself and kind of how you got there and what your focus is, and then I want to dive into the agile work environment that just under a couple of hundred employees around that that you guys have now, and I want to talk about how that works, but first, you and press relations. Mm -hmm. Yeah, thank you, Shelley. Um, we have press relations. We, we are a specialist for um, media monitoring and media analysis. Uh, we have been founded in 2001, and uh, we were, were one of the first companies who tried to be completely digital. That means we didn't work with, uh, with newspapers in a physical way, um, but we tried to do everything um, completely digital. And um, we started with pre press reviews and also with the distribution of press releases, but uh, quickly we, we added uh, new media sources like uh, Twitter and YouTube in 2007 and 8, I think, um, uh, to, the, to the monitoring. And uh, over the years, we became a specialist in, uh, in full media analysis. And you're and literally uh, all over the world, correct? Right. We have uh, connections all over the world. Um, uh, we work with different companies all over the world to make sure that we have uh, a coverage from every corner of the world and get all the newspapers we need. Um, and uh, yeah, we're starting to to spread over the world now. So um, our latest uh, office uh, has been opened in Texas. So um, yeah, and it's very very interesting to to work with press relations now and to to uh, go with them on that way um, on international business. Well, obviously they have learned um, um, innovation and innovation on the pivot as uh, one of my friends and colleagues, Dr. Sarah Spradling talk about, but in this new world, certainly the, the old print is not the new way of getting um, any information. It is on the digital side. Anything else about you before we kind of get into today's discussion? A few words about me. I uh, studied information management and joined Press Relations in 2007. Um, back then, I was responsible uh, mainly for social media uh, analysis and social media monitoring. Um, then uh, I left Press Relations in 2015, came back in 2019 um, as head of international business development. So, yeah. Fair enough. So, is the, the team all virtual be before COVID and obviously now during COVID, but is it a virtual team to begin with or did you guys have an office that everybody kind of came into? No, we, we have an office. Our, um, our main site is in Düsseldorf here in Germany. 
Mm -hmm. This is also where I live and where I usually work. Uh, but we also have um, a big office in Berlin and smaller offices in, in Hamburg, for example, and uh, also an office in Texas now. And uh, we have, as I already said, we have a lot of connections uh, to other companies uh, through company networks and also um, direct connections to different companies to make sure that we exchange uh, media information and exchange the access to relevant media worldwide. Um, so, yeah, but we also are tr uh, we try to be a digital company because we have offices in Bulgaria and, uh, as I said, we have three different offices in Germany. So it's necessary for us that we have ways to to communicate online and to work online. And um, I think when when the crisis started, I, I don't know whether we uh, are already at that point, but when the crisis started, we felt actually very well prepared for that because this is how we how you normally work. operate. Has there been any any learning? So let's shift into the conversation. So you've got on your uh, website when I was doing some research, you know, that you are an agile workforce uh, uh, culture structure, an actual structure that is agile. Talk to us a little bit more about that and how that has aided you during this crisis time. Okay, yeah, um, we always tried uh, to to put the uh, employee in the middle. So um, of course. Um, it's very important that the company itself um, is, is healthy. This is, uh, this is crucial to make sure that everyone uh, is able to keep the jobs, of course. But um, it's not that a profit is, a, is the most important thing for us. So we want uh, that, that our employees are happy and that they stay with us and that they uh, feel motivated and encouraged to uh, bring the company further, you know. So to, um, we, we don't, yeah, we, we how do I explain it? Um, I was going to say, what are some specific things that you have done differently over the last 90 days from a, a workplace culture standpoint to strengthen it um, or additional spins on spending on leadership and development? Uh, during the last 90 days? Um, yeah, I mean, of course, it was necessary to do some more training and to um, uh, have more meetings with our employees and also to to enhance our software so we are able to um, to work together uh, properly and to communicate in a proper way. Um, I think that the the, the spendings uh, for our personal it's it's not that much because we were already there actually. I think mm -hmm. uh, it it um, we we spent two percent more or so. It was not that much. Um, have you uh, but, shifted but, what you were doing before versus now though? Actually, not that much. I mean, of course, it was uh, it was a challenge because everyone was working from home now, mm -hmm. and uh, uh, in the past, this was just an option. So most of our employees went to the office, um, and maybe ten to fifteen percent work from home. Um, this is always an option, so we you didn't really have to apply for that or so. You 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 have to choose whether it's possible or not. Mm -hmm. um, of course, uh, we have a lot of meetings because um, we try to be a, a very agile company. So of course, we um, use all the scrum artifacts so like uh, daily scrum a uh, daily uh, stand-up meetings and retrospectives and so on um, so of course we encourage people to come to the office to do these meetings but uh, it was a bit of a challenge to to do this in a virtual room so for example when it comes to retrospectives where people are supposed to to write their thoughts and their feelings on cards and to put it on the wall and so on so we had to find new new software tools uh, that that help us with that 
So this was a bit of a challenge first, but um, we quickly found found uh, software that exactly did what we needed. And um, it's still sometimes a bit weird to do everything uh, in Zoom and Slack mm -hmm. and other video chats, but um, actually I think we adapted and we coped with the crisis very well so far. And um, yeah, it only took us two weeks or so to adapt. Actually. What software are you using? You mentioned uh, Slack and of course you're using- Right, yeah, we, we were pretty happy that we um, shifted our communication to Slack a few months before. Mm -hmm. Um, so we, we tried different messengers over the years and uh, it was always pretty simple. So we, we didn't have a, um, a big uh, inter enterprise communication software or so, but uh, then we tested Microsoft Teams and Slack and we decided to go with Slack mm -hmm. and uh, that was perfect. So, we, I mean, we didn't know that the crisis was coming, but it was yeah. great that we shifted to, to Slack a few months before. Um, so um, yeah, it, it was great. So we already had all the chat rooms. We already had all the, the different teams set up in Slack. And uh, this is our, our main software we're using right now. And when we have external um, meetings with clients or so, we use uh, Zoom very often. Mm -hmm. And um, when we work together with, uh, with clients or cooperation partners, or when we uh, do uh, retrospectives or other vision meetings or so, uh, we use other software like Miro. Uh, Miro, um, it's a um, it's a whiteboard uh, whiteboard tool, so everybody can work on the same big whiteboard and create documents or uh, little graphics. And um, it took a while to to uh, get familiar with all the functionalities of that software, but um, as I said, I think after two weeks we were good to go. So, what are some lessons that you've learned over the last 90 days that were maybe unexpected or some big wins that you're taking into the new normal for your company? Um, yeah, as I said, I think one of the big wins is uh, that everybody was already familiar with, um, with uh, uh, working from home and mm -hmm. uh, the structure. So, it, I, I know this from, from friends and, and uh, other people around me who said, oh, it's such a big struggle. Everything's so chaotic. So I <laughs> don't know where my documents are and the meetings are, um, are not really structured. And uh, so everybody was, was, was having trouble and we were pretty calm and we could just right. go on with our work and concentrate on, uh, on new services. For example, uh, the first thing we did is we said, okay, um, there's a crisis going on. We are a media monitoring company, so let's do a press review. Let's do an analysis about what's going on out there. Uh, this is what we can do. What we can do also for society. We, we just send out that stuff, this information for free. So we started with, with press reviews and um, an info board about the coronavirus uh, in Germany and also in the USA. And we um, yeah, try to, to help somehow you know um, we didn't want to make profit with that i mean of course it's some kind of marketing if you do that yeah marketing you to get mm -hmm. your name out so um, it's not a secret of course this is why uh, this is one of the benefits you have but uh, we also try to to um help somehow you know and also because we wanted to know what's going on because i mean everybody was of course irritated or a bit frightened uh, um because there's a virus we all didn't know how how big this crisis is going to be um, so we did what we can do best, uh, what we do best. So we, we started to analyze and to do these press reviews. And um, yeah, we, we had the time for that, you know, because we weren't, uh, yeah, we weren't um, facing the problems that other companies had. So we could just uh, use the, the free time or the, the extra time to, 
to do these uh, coronavirus uh, virus analysis. And we still do that, and it's time-consuming, but um, I think it's a, it's a very helpful product. Also, not only for, as a marketing tool, but also for us. So our colleagues uh, are reading the, uh, the, the daily press reviews every day, and we have a look at the, at the info boards to see how the, the media landscape is developing um, under this crisis, uh, within this, uh, in this crisis. And um, yeah, I think that um, we, we didn't have the problems that other companies had. Because you were already set up. You, you, you've right. already been there. You already so tested all that. Yeah, it was, you know, when the crisis started, we, um, we implemented a new form of meeting. We implemented a, a Zoom meeting with all employees once a week. And um, of course, especially in, this, uh, in the second half of, of March, everybody was, of course, worried. Um, because you saw the numbers rising and everybody was at home and it was very strange when you went on the streets because the streets were empty on the yeah. usual workday. And um, uh, of course, you, you felt a bit isolated or alone because you were sitting at home at your, in front of your computer and you were uh, doing your work and you were chatting with your colleagues and sometimes you had a Zoom meet, uh, a Slack a video chat with one of your colleagues or so. But you felt a bit alone. Then we started these uh, team info meetings with all employees. And um, it was an info meeting, so to let everyone know how things are developing at Press Relations. So whether um, there are problems or whether there are clients who, who um, doesn't want to, to get our products anymore or so, you, you know, we wanted to inform our, our colleagues. And one great moment I remember was when um, uh, uh, one of our uh, managing directors said, Everybody, please switch on your camera. So let's just you know, switch switch to the grid view and zoom, and just switch on your camera because, of course, a lot of people just switched it off during the meeting and so on. And then you saw 120 people or so, um, and it, you really felt like you're not alone anymore. You know, you saw all your colleagues yeah. from Berlin and from Düsseldorf and from Bulgaria and some from uh, from Texas, and that was a great moment. And we did this every week. So during the meetings, of course, we. we uh, a lot of people switched off the camera, but when the, the, the informational or the, the info part was over, we all switched on our cameras and we just talked for 15 minutes or so just to, to you know, to, to find, um, uh, find uh, a way to, to do some small talk and to, to, to see other faces. And it, it's a great feeling. So um, if you see all your colleagues all over the world, um, it, it feels a bit like a family. You know? Yes, very, very much so. Was the Texas location already open before um, the February, March timeframe of this year? Uh, yeah, we, um, we opened the uh, Texas office in 2018 already. Okay. Um, and um, yeah. I was just, I, I asked out of curiosity of how was it to open up a new location in the midst of a crisis, but you guys were already no, no. open. So, okay, understood. So um, as we go into uh, close here, are there any final comments, suggestions, learnings that you can share with other executives about agile workforce, um, a, a culture structure or anything that you've learned? Um, yeah, I can definitely encourage everyone to uh, invest in agile structures and also to um, invest in, in non-violent communication and agile structures for your, for your uh, employees because this is really helpful. And um, it's also, for example, our teams, um, they work autonomously and independently. So uh, even when it comes to, to adding members to the team, um, 
it's not that, that our managing directors or HR is deciding who is going to join the team or who's not getting the job or so. It's the team itself who does it. And also when we have a new client, um, we don't uh, just give it into a team and say, hey, you have to do this now. So we just um, present the new client, present it to every team in a meeting, and then the teams have to discuss who's going to do, uh, who's going to work on their client. And they shift their, their, um, their clients and their tasks autonomously and this works really really good because everybody uh, feels like um um he uh he has um he has some kind of of, of power and also um uh, it is important what, what what they do so it's not that that you're just there to to accept orders or so mm -hmm. so you can create your job and your your day um on your own or the, the team can create uh, the, the way they work on their own. And uh, this is something that is really encouraging for everyone, I think. And it's, mm -hmm. I, I'm absolutely sure that this is also, um, um, yeah, the, the key to a successful business that you have motivated employees. And I think that the agile structures are absolutely crucial to achieve that. Yeah, I, I love them too. It does, it, it, uh... If you're not an agile uh, team and structure now, it does take some time to shift to it and definitely some training and modification. It's easier to come into a team that is already st set up as agile and to be able to be assimilated in than it is to take a traditional structure and flip it into um, agility and turning it on its head. And you also talked about Scrum and, and leaning into that and design thinking and having those those pieces that are fundamental as well. So I thank you for your time today. Um, if you would like to know more about um, anything to do with press relations or Mr. Klaus, I will make sure that I have the information in the notes of the podcast as well as the YouTube channel. So thank you again for tuning in to another episode and this continued series on workplace culture in the time of crisis. Today's the first time we've heard about the more in-depth examples of agility. And I love that. So thank you very much for that. Everybody remember, culture isn't built in a day. Culture is built every single day. Remember to keep it defined and maintained so you don't have to go into that horribly costly, stressful repair mode. That's it. My name is Shelly Smith. Be well and be safe out there. Thank you for joining me and another guest for the Culture Hour. If you want to go back to past episodes, make sure you follow the podcast on any of your favorite apps and devices. If you're looking for a daily dose, a little short snippet, then all you need to do is hop over to the other podcast called Your Morning Commute. Thank you again for tuning in. If you're looking for questions, other speakers, more topics, by all means, reach out. Shelly at PremierReport.com. Remember, culture isn't built in a day. Culture is built every day. Are you spending your money and your time and energy on repairs? Or are you spending your time and your energy defining and maintaining? Be safe out there.